Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Once again, welcome to the presentation of an annual report from F.L. Smith. And it will be the same procedure as last year, where we spread our presentation between members of executive management before we take your questions. And even the start of our key messages is exactly the same message as every year. The fact that we have delivered satisfactory results in line with our guidance. And this is due to a continued strong order execution. And this must be a déjà vu to you, that the consequence of this is the fact that we have delivered a record high EBIT margin of 9.9%, which is the highest ever in the history of the company. And this is despite the fact that we had lower revenues in 2010 than we had in both 2008 and 2009. And allow me to mention that this is not the only record in the annual report. There are numbers in minerals where we see progress on every count. That also goes for services where we have progress on every count in both cement and in minerals. The order intake is expected to increase further this year, and that goes for minerals in total and for the cement projects. And then we introduce a new dividend policy, more dynamic than the previous, which means a payout ratio between 30 to 50% of the result of the year. And in line with this new policy, which is provided that cash is available, which it definitely is, we are now increasing this year from the previous seven to nine kroner per share. And it means an increased payout ratio as well. The key figures demonstrate that 2010 was the turning point where we put the crisis behind us. We saw, again, an increase in the order intake, which was up 56%. Now, you must always remember that there's a time lag in our industry due to the fact that our orders are executed over a two- to three-year period. And therefore, it was no surprise that the revenue in 2010 was down. We knew that already going into the year, and we announced that because it was a consequence of the lower order book going into 2010. But, as mentioned, we had a strong EBIT ratio. Our cash flow is very volatile due to fluctuating working capital, but still high. And as a consequence of that, we also further increased our net interest-bearing receivables with 16%, to one and a quarter billion kroner. And it is in line with this also that we have adjusted our dividend policy, increasing the payout ratio from 22% in 2009 to 37% in 2010. It's also a turning point in the sense that we have in 2010 reached the ambition that we defined before 2007 that we would grow our minerals activities to the same level as that of cement. And this has been achieved now. 
where minerals is surpassing cement in both turnover and results. And from here, there's no turning back. This will be the picture in the future, given by the simple fact that the available market for us globally in minerals is approximately 10 times bigger than the market in cement. And as we keep increasing our market share in minerals, the minerals activities will be a larger share. We continue to have more than two-thirds of our activities in emerging markets, one-fourth alone in the BRIC countries. And geographically, it's one-third in Asia, and then a similar portion is split between Africa and Latin America. The market trends are definitely positive. We expect increasing investments, both in cement and in minerals, and we expect to maintain at least our market share and therefore also see an increasing order intake. In minerals, it is within our minerals. The prioritized areas are coal, copper, gold, iron ore, and phosphates. And it is exactly in these areas that we see the most promising investments going on. In cement, the proposal activity at present is especially high in India, but also in a couple of other Asian countries, such as Indonesia and Vietnam. It is in Latin America and also in North Africa. And combined, these uh, activities meant that we saw a further uptake in the market by the end of 2010 from previous 60 to now 65 million tons new capacity per year. And this is also the same level that we expect to continue it in 2011. In North Africa, we congratulate on a more democratic development, although, of course, it does uh, at present make daily work slightly more complicated. But uh, we are proud to say that the cement plant that we are operating in Egypt is uh, continuing at full production and has done throughout the entire crisis, and it will continue to do so. There may be short delays in some of the uh, products for new plants, but that is what we have incorporated into our guidance for the year, that some of this um, turnover may be pushed into 2012. And if we talk just midterm, we have no hesitations whatsoever regarding this interesting market that will continue to be important for us. We've been there for several generations, and we've been through many other changes before, and we'll go through this one as well and maintain the market. We have no doubts there. With that, we turn to the numbers and to our CFO, Paul Ektoftu. Yes. Uh, first of all, uh, revenue... Um after a couple of years where we've had record high revenue in cement and especially in the product and equipment side, it was expected that revenue would be lower in 2010, and so it turned out. So really what it brings down our revenue level in 2010 compared to nine is the product and project sales in cement. But separate is up in, in revenue, customer service is up in revenue, minerals is up in revenue, and actually customer service has record revenue. So one down and three up. So, but all in all, it, it is a slight reduction. 
Uh, generally, we are also seeing a, a good results on the on the gross margin side, and it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, our backlog is strong. It has been strong the, the previous years, and we have been able to take uh, more income out of the backlog. And it's actually still very strong. It has constantly surprised us on the upside. So um, not too bad there. Uh, turning to the next slide, the SGNA. SGNA is up by 5%, but all of that is currency. So basically no, no major changes there. But despite of that, we've actually spent more money on the tendering process because there is actually a lot of uh, tenders out there right now, and uh, we've spent a lot of money, and uh, very soon, hopefully, it will turn out to be uh, real orders. Otherwise, if we talk about EBIT ratio, we had, as uh, Juno Rasmussen said, record high EBIT margin in, in cement, uh, sorry, in, in total, 9.9%, despite a much lower revenue compared to the two previous years. So generally, it, it, it's been a very good development. Um, we've also seen in 2010 record high EBIT margin in minerals, more than 10% for the first time ever. And now another thing, as Hunter Rasmussen meant, mentioned, for the first time, minerals is bigger than cement. And it's not only in revenue, it's in order intake, and it is also in adjusted EBIT. So a uh, special case for us, uh, really a turning point. Turning to the next slide, um, we try to demonstrate here the true profitability picture. How profitable are we actually? And uh, if we adjust for Sembrit, which sooner or later will be sold, and then we'll be down to the core business of cement and minerals, and if we adjust for these purchase price allocation costs that most analysts do, then we actually made 11% uh, adjusted EBIT margin in the last three years. And I think a lot of that message is sort of buried in all the ups and downs and back and forth, but it's the true underlying picture of our core business is 11% in the down years. So uh, not that bad after all. Order intake and backlog. Well, we are 22% up on order intake compared to the previous quarter. So good development. We are 56% up compared to... Uh, full-year numbers uh, compared to last year, and we're 12% up on backlog, so three times up. Cash flow, well, the ops can't continue, so we take uh, one down here, uh, which is the cash flow from operations, and it's mainly to do with the fact that um, uh, that we have seen our prepayment coming down. I'll get back to that in, in, in just a short while, but generally... Cash flow from operation in Q4 was approximately half that of the first three quarters. Cash flow from investment was very big, especially in Q4. And we highlighted that we have seen the market improve significantly over 2010, and therefore we are really uh, speeding up on investments. Uh, we are, have spent more than uh, $650 million on, on CAPEX in 2010, and now we are guiding 900 million record high investments for 2011. We really believe in the future out there where we are in emerging markets. Good growth, good markets. Uh, things might have been developing a little bit slower than, um, than some people have anticipated. But we see there, we see growth uh, in most of the locations. And therefore, the proof of that is uh, our huge investment Combining these two years, it's 1.5 billion kroner that we are investing uh, 
on just organic growth. On, on top of that, we'll also do acquisitions, but I'll, I'll get back to that. Um, then back to the, the picture of the working capital. Prepayments is what made the big difference. Uh, prepayments went down, and therefore working capital went up. And prepayment went down basically because we didn't get a lot of big cement orders. These are the ones that traditionally give the, the very big uh, down payments. Custom service do not give as much as a percent, and the same applies for, for, um, for minerals. But as the cement orders will pick up again um, sometime this year, then we'll see a, a reversal of, of that trend. So uh, there's only one explanation for, for, for this working capital increase, and that's uh, prepayment. The strong financial platform, well, uh, record high equity ratio, 36%, uh, no debt. We actually have about $1.3 billion in, in net cash and uh, record high equity. So uh, a very strong financial position. And then, of course, you might wonder how we're going to spend all that money other than the $1.5 billion on organic uh, growth. Well, we want to do acquisitions. Uh, we have set up an M&A department uh, starting January 1. We have a very active pipeline of uh, hot opportunities, and we hope that we can uh, soon announce some orders, uh, sorry, some acquisitions. Uh, furthermore, uh, we can't sit on all the money forever, and therefore we have uh, announced this new uh, target of uh, dividend, so also record high dividend, uh, now up to 9 kroner. It's 28% up compared to last year, and also record high dividend policy between 30 and 50% payout ratio. So all in all, we are very confident about the future. We have the money. We are really deploying uh, investments into the future, and uh, we see a, a bright future. And with that, the word back to Juno Rasmussen. Well, minerals may be coming the big brother, but cement will remain a very strong asset for us. And it has now demonstrated the ability to secure stability and very strong results passing through the bottom of a market cycle in a better way than uh, before in our history since we 107 years ago started servicing this customer national cement in Vietnam. And the reason for the stability and the strong results in cement is simply a very strong order execution. We saw also the turning point last year, the order intake going up by 40%. No surprise that the revenue went down, as explained, simply due to the lower backlog going into the year. The contribution ratio increased considerably, which we consider much more important. Whereas the and the reasons for this uh, are, of course, the strong order execution and also successful finalization of some of our major products and a favorable product mix, which is an increasing portion of services. The every result was, of course, down with the turnover and thereby lower operational leverage. But we have started recruiting again. Our number of employees are up. 2% compared to last year. This is uh, uh, in line with the additional operation and maintenance contracts where we expanded considerably in 2010. 
we see the market activity improving. It did that in 2010, although financing continued to be an issue in certain markets. But it was manageable, and we see progress now. And let me just mention one late example. We also noted with satisfaction that the Danish government recently decided to double the income limit, which will allow the development fund EFU to invest in much more promising markets than, has, than it has been possible previously. This will also be an advantage for Smith. So therefore, we see in 2011 a higher level of investments in new cement plants as we see the financing uh, easing up a bit. Now, there are many types of investments uh, in the cement industry. We talk about upgrades, we talk about single products and especially services. So the new kiln capacity is only one indicator of the investments in the industry. And this indicator has already come up from the bottom to reach what we consider a sustainable level for the future at 65 million tons per year. And this is driven by an annual growth of the cement consumption globally of 5%, which fulfills our assumptions for this uh, calculation. Looking at the geographical uh, distribution, it is clear that India continues to be in very strong growth, but so does Latin America. And there's also a continuing strong activity in both uh, the Middle East and Africa. Now, we have what we call unannounced orders. They are of a contract value below 200 million and therefore uh, not mentioned specifically. And these are typically products in India where the contract value typically is smaller. It is also single products, sales, and it is services. And the unannounced orders reached all-time high in the last quarter of last year, 38% up from the total order intake, 38%, thereby up from the previous quarter. And it was also pushing up our backlog so that we finished the year with 13% more in the backlog than going into the year. We've also had a considerable number and a satisfying number of large orders in 2010, two in the last quarter, another operation and maintenance contract in the Middle East, and then a new cement plant in Russia. This is news because we haven't had a contract in Russia for several years, so this is promising for this uh, potentially very big market. The contract in Brazil for the market leader Vodran Tim was six new pipelines that we signed last summer. And just in the beginning of this year, in the first week of January, we signed also for six mills to be supplied to these pipelines. The geographical distribution, as mentioned, India is the strongest market outside China, taking more than one-third of all new cement plants going up internationally. And then we see the rest of Asia, the Middle East, Africa, Latin America, with equal shares that are approximately half the size of India. Europe is primarily Russia, and last year there were zero new cement plants in North America.
we take our satisfying leading share of this market with a market share of 36, more than one-third. Although we have given a couple of percentage points to others, but our biggest competitor, Sinoma, is unchanged at 27%. And also the two remaining competitors are unchanged combined, where they have 20% as last year, only they have sort of switched position. And with that, I'll turn to our two growth stories in minerals, where it's growth in general, and in customer services, where it's growth both in cement and minerals. And Bjarne Molke has the story. Thank you for that. Our customer services uh, in cement uh, continue to grow in 2010 and accounts now for one-third of the total cement revenue in 2010. We are especially happy about the very positive development we have seen in uh, order intake that went up by as much as 95% uh, from 2009 to 2010. The O&M contributed, as you can see here also, uh, a lot to this, and we have now an order backlog of more than 3 billion DKK, uh, an order intake that will continue to be converted to revenue over the next five to six years. And by that, I will return the mic to Christian Jebsen. All right. With uh, respect to the uh, overall minerals activity, uh, I'll start out saying that uh, a year ago, at this time, uh, we uh, had the pleasure to report back to you the uh, results of uh, 2009. And part of that uh, report, uh, we also discussed uh, the overall expectations to the uh, market activity and the business environment for 2010. And I believe we labeled uh, our expectations as uh, improving and promising. Uh, during the presentation last year, I also talked about uh, certain strategic initiatives that we uh, intended to implement in the uh, Global Minerals Organization during 2010 with the aim to, to further grow the business and also deliver sustainable results. Today, uh, we report back to you the results of 2010 and the combination of indeed improved market conditions and a successful implementation of several of these uh, strategic in initiatives has enabled FL Smith Minerals to deliver the results that you have seen here today, i.e. improving results with respect to bookings, backlog, and all the important line items in the uh, profit and loss account. Continue to deliver growth and uh, indeed uh, sustainable results. And if we look at some of the, uh, the, the key figures, I mean, first of all, order intake, uh, we grew the order intake compared to uh, 2009 with uh, impressive 74%. And I say impressive because if we compare that to the overall increase in CapEx in the mining sector between 9 and 10, from the numbers we have, we believe that the global CapEx increased between 20 and 25%. So we actually improved our position and we keep continue to uh, position ourselves in the marketplace. Um, of course, that ended up uh, further bolstering the, uh, the backlog with another 12%, or improved 12% compared to 9. And uh, we uh, were able to in increase the uh, revenue flow with more than uh, 6%, despite the fact that we ended 2010 with a lower backlog compared to, uh, to 2009. The healthy top line also carried uh, very healthy contribution margins, as you can see, increasing uh, standing at 24 
6.3%, supported by, uh, indeed, a healthy backlog, but also, uh, and here uh, all credit goes to the organization, very healthy execution, delivering on time, on cost, and on spec. Indeed, also with a uh, changed product mix, where we saw more of the aftermarket uh, running through the top line. All in all, as you can see, uh, we delivered earnings before interest and tax after monitoring SGNA through the PL, close to a billion kroner uh, after purchase accounting adjustments. And if we talk about the results before we make those adjustments, you can see that we delivered a uh, results of 11.2%, which is indeed a uh, record number. If we look at the, uh, the uh, business environment, as I started out saying, the market activity indeed did improve in, in 2010, and the orders recovered uh, nicely, both in terms of uh, products, but also, and in particular, in the, uh, the aftermarket. That because uh, we saw our customers starting to invest in greenfield, starting to modernize existing mines, but also take out some of those mines that were put on care and maintenance during the downturn that are now all up and running full speed to, to support the, uh, the demand, in, demand in the marketplace. Uh, part of our strategic initiatives uh, was also intended to, as I said, further grow our business, and that did indeed support our offering to the market in terms of going from products to system solutions. And in 2010, we uh, started to market ourselves and introduce to the market uh, the notation of product islands, where instead of going full solution with a full flow sheet, we now take it step by step, island by island, by offering these uh, solutions that are starting to gain some traction uh, in the marketplace, and we expect uh, that that will support our growth uh, in uh, 2011. Uh, in terms of uh, the activity, it was already mentioned. The main activity, again, coming from the, the coal industry, the copper industry, iron ore, uh, gold, uh, phosphate, and those are also the ones that we will uh, entertain in, in 2011 and be, uh, being the segments that, that shows the highest potential of uh, selling into. In terms of the graphs, I mean, the revenue you can see, uh, 3 billion kroner almost ran through the top line in the Q4 2010, the highest uh, compared to the last eight quarters, and as you can see, the highest in, uh, indeed in 2010. But uh, here, please note the, uh, the trend. Every quarter is trending up. And based on that $3 billion in revenue, the organization was able to deliver 341 million kroner adjusted, which is an impressive 11.6%. Uh, if we go to the next slide that talks about the order intake and the, uh, the backlog, again, uh, we announced uh, two orders, uh, two major orders in, in Q4, both in iron ore, one in Mauritania and one in uh, India. But more importantly, as you can see, the uh, unannounced orders stood at around 2 billion kroner, which was similar to Q3. And if we assume that's a run rate going forward, that means that uh, just unannounced orders plus the aftermarket activity will generate uh, more than 8 billion kroner on an annual basis, which in itself is a health, healthy level of uh, business for, for FSMED Minerals. To the right, you have uh, the, um, the backlog. As I said before, it increased with 12%, and it now stands at 9.7 billion kroner which equals uh, one year of uh, revenue. In terms of the announced orders in uh, 2010, we announced uh, uh, 13 projects, or 13 major orders as we call them, to the tune of 3.6 billion. That compares to six major orders in, announced in 2009, carrying a value of 1.2 billion. So almost threefold in 2010, again, 
goes to show the, uh, the order recovery. Here we highlighted the ones we announced in, the, in Q4. What is worth not- noticing here is the one in Mauritania, where we indeed sold two of those islands I talked before uh, for the first time, one on the wet side and one on the, uh, the loadout. So again, a, an area that uh, we, we, we trust will help us uh, to grow the business in uh, 2011. Next slide just shows the, uh, the decomposition of the, uh, the order intake by technology and by industry group. And uh, to the left, when we talk about technology, you can see that the, uh, set of, the uh, se- separation part was the one that carries the 34%, separation being flotation, filtration and sedimentation, closely followed by materials handling, where we still t- continue to see a lot of growth uh, in the uh, near future. And again, if you look at the industry groups, uh, other came out as uh, the highest 25%, and other is here uh, and includes... Uh, nickel, aluminum, uh, diamonds, and uh, steel, followed by uh, copper and uh, coal. On the next slide, uh, we again now try to talk about uh, the future uh, and how the overall activity looks like in the mining industry, here uh, displayed by the overall CapEx outlook. Uh, This is a slide that uh, has been produced by the raw materials group, uh, here in January 2011. So currently that's the best guess in terms of how the world is going to look like in the next uh, coming years, uh, uh, 11 and, and 12. As, a, as you can see, the trend is upwards and roughly with a 20% increase uh, year on year in terms of the overall uh, capex. And that is, of course, supported by the fact that the, uh, the uh, macroeconomic uh, environment is increasingly positive. It uh, turns into uh, some strong growth, in particular in emerging markets, but also in some of the uh, developing markets when it comes to certain commodities. But indeed, it is led by, uh, first of all, the, uh, the industrial demand that will, uh, that will carry more demand for copper. It's uh, also in steel that will uh, carry a higher demand for, for iron ore. It will uh, carry a higher demand for met coal. And then you can move into energy, where we will see a higher demand for thermal coal, and you can carry into f- food. They will ask uh, more in terms of uh, phosphate and potash, and at least, not last, infla- inflation, where we will see uh, gold still, in, still be in, in high demand. That is the overall demand picture. But before that, uh, in the short term, the market is still faced with uh, what we call the imbalance between uh, demand and supply. And that, that ongoing uh, imbalance is supporting, indeed, the, uh, the uh, high commodity prices that we have seen during 2010 and that we still see, with copper, for instance, being more than $10,000 a uh, ton. Those high prices will continue to also uh, bolster our customers' balance sheets. And uh, as we have heard lately, as uh, Tuesday when BHP announced their impressive numbers, those uh, balance sheets uh, will, indeed, uh, translate into higher capex going forward. Higher capex that in the short term will uh, support the imbalance and in the long term will support the overall demand coming from the uh, growing economies. And at FL Smith, we, uh, we see those uh, trends uh, uh, being realized. Uh, first of all, what we saw in 2010 when we grew the, uh, the backlog, but more importantly, we do sit on a very high proposal backlog. We have indeed uh, a very 
frequent and intense uh, discussion with our customers, but more importantly, we have a high level of uh, uh, order negotiations ongoing. So um, I can only uh, inform and report back to the market that on the mineral side, we are very bullish, and I would almost uh, vouch to, to start to use the word super cycle again that we heard a couple of years ago, because as you can see from the graph, the trend is exactly the same as we saw in 6, 7, and 2008. So with that, I hand the word back to Bjarne again. Thank you very much, Christian. And uh, also in our customer service businesses in the mineral segment, we saw very positive growth in 2010, and we are very happy about the uh, the performance and the order intake, as you can see here, went up by 42% from 2009 to 2010. Revenue went up by 26%. And also here we got a more and more business uh, in our maintenance and O&M business. And this is uh, supporting and goes hand in hand with our ambitions to deliver more full scope and more islands in the, in the minerals segment. So all in all, I will see, as we also describe in our annual report, our total order intake in the, in the global customer services business is a new record of 8.8 .8 billion DKK in 2010. Revenue grew by 15%, and this fulfill our ambitions of growing year on year the, the sales in our global customer services business by 10 to 15%. So uh, a lot of new initiative will further on uh, support this uh, growth. Uh, among this also the super centers and our O&M initiatives. Semprit is our European-based fiber cement business. And what you see here is actually a slate for roofing, protecting the house owner well from bad weather. And if we move on here to the next one, uh, we actually saw... Uh, growth also in Semprit in 2010. After the slowdown in the European um, market and the construction industry that was uh, based on financial crisis in 2008 and 2009, we again saw growth uh, of 11% in 2010 in this European Semprit business. Better product mix and also higher utilization of our production platform uh, resulted in higher margins in the business. The result went from minus to plus, and we see growth and better market conditions in general in most of our European markets um, for Sembrid. And then new products like our high-end uh, flatboard uh, will support the growth further. We, um, we are in the construction business, in the construction business and especially in the Nordic part of, um, of Europe, we will see uh, seasonality, and Q1 and Q4 is low season, and Q2 and Q3 is always high season. And this is also what you can see from the graphs here. But uh, we will continue the positive development in Sembrit in 2011, where we expect now to double our EBIT margins. And by that, I will turn over the mic to Jan Huno Rasmussen. The future outlook is, as you can see, not bad at all, like this new plant in Syria. And this is reflected in our guidance for this year, where we see a new cement kiln capacity of 65 million tons coming on the market, the same as we 
finished with in 2010. And this is a bit higher than we expected only a few months ago. The revenue is now up for the first time after the crisis. We expect between 21 and 22 billion kroner. The EBIT ratio stays at a high level between 9 and 10%, whereas the tax rate is softening a bit. We've had some one-offs in 2010 that explains the 32%. We're coming down to a more normalized level of 30% for 2011. The investments, as already mentioned, going slightly up to 900 million kroner this year. That is a result of our organic growth in the emerging markets, especially in service. Looking at the segments, we passed this historical point where minerals is now outrunning cement. And this is both in revenue and in results. And also, we should mention, if Christian didn't already, that we in minerals do see possibilities of moderate price increase uh, going into the uh, order intake in 2011. And we are guiding a turnover between 10 and 11 billion with an EBIT ratio between 10 and 11 percent. Cement slightly behind, 9 to 10 billion kroner and 9 to 10 percent also. Separate 1.4 billion in turnover and doubling the EBIT to now 4% coming out of the crisis. So our long-term guidance is practically unchanged, fortunately, because it reflects that the long-term drivers, urbanization and industrialization, they are still working very much in our interest, and they will continue to do so for the coming decades. And therefore, we maintain our guidance for the financial results EBIT ratios between 10-12 in periods with high activity and 8-9 in low activity. The purchase price allocation from the acquisition of DLMV is unchanged at 100 million. And then we are slightly increasing the normalized level of investments to 4 to 500 million kroner, also reflecting organic growth. We reach these targets through our key strategic, strategic focus areas, and this is primarily the expansion in minerals that has already been explained by Christian Jebsen. We are finalizing our consolidation of our uh, competencies in global technology centers, which is strengthening our position in the market. We are enhancing our local presence in key mining markets, and then we will continue to do bold on technology and geographical acquisitions, and we did. Uh, we got early out this morning at um, zero, zero, 12 minutes past midnight, we sent out um, the message that we passed the 90% um, ownership of ESA in Australia, and it means that we can now uh, take the remaining shares, so we will be the future owner of ESA, and this will strengthen our position into doing laboratory tests in, um, in minerals, and it will also strengthen our uh, general position in Australia, which is a very important minerals market. And there will be more to come in the future. Equally important is our growth in services that we've also touched upon, 
where our target is 10 to 15% per year. And we have achieved this so far. This is going to be strengthened by our new super centers that are coming up this year, the first two of these, and also increased in-house manufacturing of spare parts and progress in operation and maintenance where we secured a number of contracts last year. We'll continue to optimize our business model being asset light with a flexible cost structure. And we have today approximately 40% of our sourcing in what we call competitive cost countries. We have approximately 30% of our workforce in India. And both of these two numbers, they will go up in the future. And most lately, we are further increasing our focus on China and India with products that are adapted to the local markets, sourced and produced locally, and increasing also our in-house manufacturing in both of these two countries. So with that, in conclusion, satisfactory results in line with guidance, exactly the same procedure as every new year. We are through this, building a track record of strong order execution and sustainable margins. And we've done this now through 24 consecutive quarters without one downgrade of our results. And now we are standing just ahead of the new upturn in the market in both our industries. So we see an increasing order intake through 2011. And the final information we bring today is that at the next annual general meeting in April, we will have a new chairman of the board as our present chairman uh, is hitting the, the limit. And uh, it is planned that Bart Usonson will be elected as our new chairman of the board. Finally, unfortunately, there are a bit too many people in the streets of Cairo for us to invite you there at present. So therefore, we've had to postpone our Capital Markets Day, but we will get back. And with that, thank you for your attention, and we are open for any questions, and we'll start here in the room. Yes. Hello, this is uh, Patrick Sederberg from uh, Nordea Markets. I have uh, three questions. Um, the first one is regarding the price level on the equipment and what we should expect uh, going forward. Um, could you give a status both for the minerals division and the cement division respectively? respectively? Um, my second question is regarding the SGNA cost in the cement division. Uh, according to my uh, calculation, this seems to be a little bit higher than normal in the fourth quarter. Uh, what, ex what is the explanation and what should we expect uh, in 2011, uh, uh, maybe quantifying the run rate a little bit? Uh, and then my last question is uh, regarding ESA Australian. Uh, is that included in your uh, 2011 guidance for the minerals division? Thank you. Let me start with the prices. Uh, there's a difference in uh, cement and minerals. Um, in cement, um, we we see a continuing um, a continuous of the present uh, market situation. Although 
a slight increase in the in the volume, although there's uh, going to be an improvement in financing. Uh, we believe that the present price level will still continue for some time. Um, so the, um, the time for improvement of prices is still a bit ahead of us in cement. But it's different in minerals, as you'll hear now. Okay. In, in minerals, <laughs> it might be a little different to the extent that uh, we, uh, as you remember, I think also we reported back a year ago that uh, 2009 was uh, due to the overall demand or lack of same. Uh, it had an impact, a negative impact on the overall pricing level. Uh, I would say that uh, the uh, pricing level stable, stabilized during 2010, and again we stayed honest to our, excuse me, to our uh, pricing strategy. But uh, going forward and anticipating a higher demand for our products and services, uh, you have to assume that that will allow us also to take a hard look at the uh, pricing going forward. And it's also so that uh, when the demand is high customers might not focus as much on pricing uh, as they might focus on some other uh, parameters, uh, for instance, delivery time, et cetera, et cetera. So right now we are uh, looking at our pricing level, and uh, I do expect that we have an opportunity to continue to, uh, to increase the uh, prices to the market as we continue to add value to our customers' business going forward. And ESA, uh, since the, since the, uh, the ESA... Uh, Offer was not closed uh, uh, until yesterday. It is uh, not part of the uh, budget for 2011 or what we just reported on in terms of uh, numbers and expectations. And on the FD&A cost, uh, um, it's really mainly that um, bonuses have been expensed in Q4. I mean, we didn't know uh, the sort of performance level uh, until uh, later during the, this year, so there's a lot of extraordinary bonus which I will not quantify but, uh, and therefore not give you a run rate, but, but, it, but you can see in the report that we are talking about that uh, employee shares alone is 60 million Danish. And uh, then there's also some bonuses for uh, managers across the world. We're taking the fact that the results were better than expected. Okay, thank you very much. <clears throat> Question regarding the guidance for 2011, uh, you are indicating an EBIT margin in the range of 9 to 10 percent. But after this very bullish presentation you had given us here, it's pretty hard to believe that the margin should go down. So, would you consider this as a very conservative uh, guidance from your part, or how should we understand uh, this range? We always uh, try to give the most realistic uh, guidance. Uh, Bearing in mind, as I mentioned, that um, we take a pride in, in uh, fulfilling our, our promises. Uh, so that is, of course, reflected also. But uh, a lot of things go into our guidance. I just mentioned uh, 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 a change in the uh, North African market, which is important to us and, and which is also incorporated into the guidance. So, so we try to, to make as realistic um, um, estimates as we can, and, and this is our best estimate today. But, but I would say that there is also an element of lower margin orders taken in 2009 and 10 that will have to go through the books. And uh, so this is an element, but but all in all, we have a we have a nice margin in our backlog. Another question is uh, your your capex of 900 million. Could you? Be a bit more specific what uh, you are going to use this money for. 
Yes, um, it is uh, reflecting primarily two new areas uh, where we have not been so active earlier. Uh, that is uh, what we call our super service centers. These are uh, combinations of regional uh, inventory of critical spare parts, thereby reducing our time to market, which is uh, very important for the customers. And in addition, we combine this with um, service facilities where we can um, repair and upgrade uh, equipment uh, for the customers and quickly bring it back to the mine or the cement plant. We also combine it with the facilities for training um, employees from the customers. And these uh, service centers are um, an example of synergies between our cement and minerals activities. The first one is uh, going up at present in Peru, and it is located um, uh, in driving distance from three of the biggest uh, copper mines in the world. It's located in driving distance from a handful of cement plants. So this is an example how we get closer to our customers and, and improve our, our service capabilities. The other center is also uh, going up, uh, that is in Perth in Australia, which is uh, primarily uh, an important minerals market, especially for iron ore, but uh, will also be able to assist uh, for other activities. And this is the first line we are planning uh, more of these. Also this year, we are investing considerably in uh, increasing our in-house uh, manufacturing um, capacity. That is uh, uh, in China, where we are simply moving from our existing uh, manufacturing plant in Qingdao a few kilometers to a better position in relation to harbor and airport and so on. And uh, there we built a brand new uh, state-of-the-art facility of 37 thousand square meters uh, fully equipped to uh, manufacture uh, spare parts for the uh, global market and of course uh, also components for the uh, local market to increase our competitiveness there. And then at the same time we've said we do not would want to put all eggs in one basket. So we are at the same time expanding in India uh, in connection with the company that we acquired um, last year, EEL, in New Delhi. And they are very successful and expanding, and we saw an opportunity in this connection to build more than needed just for this company. So we are expanding uh, general manufacturing uh, capabilities, again, for both cements and minerals, both for the local market and to supply internationally as well. So those are two of the main differences compared to the maintenance level that we uh, normally have. In addition to that, we are also upgrading all our IT um, um, uh, programs, uh, which is a three-year program, and which will bring us also uh, in the front line there. That is uh, uh, three-dimensional design uh, capabilities and, and similar. Yes, Faisal Ahmed from Hills Bank and Capital Markets. Uh, question on the customer services business in, in, in the minerals division. It seems like aura uh, intake in, in a customer services has hit some kind of ceiling for the last three quarters or so. Um, 
Could you try and explain what's happening there? I mean, it's flattish quarter on quarter, and it's down compared to what you saw in Q2. What's exactly happening there, and are, are you satisfied with the performance there? We are satisfied with the performance, and we don't see any negative trend uh, at all. It's correct that uh, that uh, you can say that it is it has been uh, up in Q4 compared to Q3, and Q, but Q3 was down compared to Q2, but this is a little bit uh, random. It, w- it will go uh, like this. There will be not one quarter equal uh, to each other. The most important thing is actually that we grow, uh, and the order intake is increased by uh, 45%. Why was it not uh, 95 as in cement? Yeah, in cement, we got a lot of uh, O&M contracts. We also got um, O&M contracts in 2010 in minerals, but the size was small. They were smaller. So we are satisfied with development, and uh, as long as we grow uh, oil intake by 40 50% year on year, then we will have no problem by meeting our goals of growing revenue by 10 to 15%. So, but we see a, a, a trend um, that uh, the need for spare parts will increase going forward, and um, be, simply because um, uh, customers' equipment will be more and more loaded, so they simply cannot afford any stops at all. Should we expect a flattish kind of development until uh, the supercenters are up and running? No, not not really. I mean, the supercenter will support it uh, strongly, of course. But uh, but uh, remember, we, it's only supercenters in two regions. So so we have a lot of um, uh, boots on the ground all over, and uh, they are the people that actually get all the orders. And uh, so so we will, uh, as long as we grow our or take more than 15%, then we will live up to that, and we just foresee that that will continue moving on in 2011 and onwards. Okay, and another question on a slightly different subject, which is basically contribution margins. Could you could you try and um, help us? What's your thinking about contributions margins going into 2011? How, which What kind of direction will, will they be taking uh, uh, on the group level? I mean... Um, Generally, we're not guiding on, on contribution margin uh, because then the next, your next question would be SDNA, and then you have sort of... So, uh, <laughs> so generally, we, we, are, we are not. But as I said previously, there, there, has, there will be an element of lower margin orders taken in 2009 and 10, affecting 11. But there are still some uh, of the good old orders from 2008 that would also uh, affect 2011. So... Uh, the way the square root of that will come out is uh, our guidance on okay. EBIT. Okay. And, and the final question, that's on, on a cement business. Um, you are, you're obviously saying that you have incorporated the risks in North Africa and maybe also the broader Middle East into your revenue guidance. Um, what kind of risks have you incorporated? Is it basically the three projects which you're – working on the large projects which you basically have pushed forward into 2012 or have you also taken taken into account an element that order activity in that region might not be that good in, uh, during the beginning of the year? Uh, let me say that, um, uh, of course, the, the consequence, the likely consequence is, as you are describing it, that uh, some turnover of some ongoing products might be um, postponed and pushed into 2012. That is the sort of risk that we see. We don't see 
any risks that, that we are going to jeopardize any of the products or, or going to have any specific problems. Uh, so we are only talking about maybe uh, a delay of some uh, turnover. And, and that's what, as I said, we try to, to incorporate. And uh, uh, as we, our view is that uh, already in the midterm, as, as soon as uh, things uh, normalize just a little bit, the, the uh, sales activity will go on. We already see that. I mean, we spares are going in, uh, uh, Egypt, uh, things are, are normalizing. So, and, and you must remember also that if you order a cement plant, um, uh, such a huge investment, uh, it's a long-term uh, thing, and, and uh, it is not influenced by, by uh, short-term uh, disturbances. That's our, that's our view. Okay, thank you. Then if there are no more questions here, we'll take from the phone. Thank you. If you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchtone phone. Lars Topholm from Carnegie is online with a question. Uh, yes, congrats with uh, the good results. Uh, I do have a few questions. Uh, if we start with uh, your capex in these uh, new service centers, will this have any uh, networking capital implications, i.e., the establishment of these service centers? Would that mean, for instance, in, in increased inventory of uh, components and, and, and spare parts? A second question, uh, uh, Jan, in your uh, presentation, you mentioned that uh, for orders in 2011, you saw an increase in minerals in total, and then you said, and in cement projects. Does that mean that for cement in total, you do not see an increase in the order intake? And then uh, a third question, which uh, goes on the... OM contract with the ACC. I know you have not announced this, but uh, are there any reason to believe that the value of this contract compared to the first contract you got on uh, another line with ACC is materially different? I think the first one was $275 million for a line with a similar capacity. And then, if I may, one final question. You mentioned that uh, 40% of your current sourcing is from, you, I think you said it was competitive cost countries. What's the long-term target here? Thank you. Regarding the uh, uh, service centers, there will be some inventory uh, of spare parts. Uh, you will not be able to, to see it in, in our balance sheet. Um, these, uh, these are fast-moving uh, components, uh, so uh, we're not talking any, any big numbers. Regarding the order intake in uh, cement, uh, yes, we distinguished uh, and said, well, generally we see uh, progress uh, in cement, both in products and in services and spare parts and so on. Uh, we, we just uh, have to, to um, uh, bring to your attention the fact that we had a number of very big uh, operation and maintenance contracts in 2010, and this is recorded as service and uh, we can't be sure the, this, uh, this is fluctuating and some of those are being negotiated for a year or two. So we can't uh, anticipate that we necessarily get exactly the same amount or more O&M contracts in 2011. 
and there, that's why we are a bit more cautious uh, on on uh, our indications regarding the O&M order intake. But it is not in any way reflecting the sort of uh, ordinary service uh, business, the sales of spare parts and so on. Uh, in, in those areas, we are only optimistic. Um, Regarding ACC, uh, well, uh, we we said what we said in the announcement, and and the customer doesn't want us to uh, uh, to announce uh, more more numbers, um, and um, uh, so I don't think we can go into more detail with that. But it's not uh, uh, specific or, or, or different from from what we do in O and M uh, generally. Regarding the and, and, and the con contents of, of what you have to do is not materially different from what you're doing on the first line. Regarding the um, uh, sourcing in competitive cost countries uh, where we are uh, reaching 40% now, we have um, ambition to continue. Uh, I can't tell you where to stop, but the next target is 50%. And then, then one final question, if, if I may, Pauliak, you mentioned that uh, you made an underlying margin of 11%, and then you said in a down year, your peak margin guidance is 10 to 12%. Should I understand that uh, uh, what you did in 2010 is as good as you guys are ever going to do it, or how should I understand that, or, or was 10 not a down year anyway? Thanks. <laughs> well, um We are guiding on EBIT, not on adjusted um, EBITA, which is the, the number that we, we discussed. And, and, we are, and we are not really saying which year is, is what, we're, but we we're just saying in, in three years that generally have been perceived by, by any industry as being low years, uh, we, we managed to do 11. So uh, we're still within guidance, and, um, and um, we'll keep the guidance until we are, we're not uh, close to breaking it. The next question comes from Johan Eliasson from Chevrolet. Yeah, hi. Um, I was just wondering if you could split the backlog a little bit for me. Uh, roughly how much of it do you see for deliveries in, in 2011 and or how big share is, is um, this, the service um, contract? I guess you have a lot of O&M contracts in there. We can assist you uh, somewhat um, in the sense that uh, our backlog in operation and maintenance in cement is uh, more than three billion, and in minerals it's more than half a billion. And these are typically contracts uh, going three to five years. Uh, so, so that is definitely the portion that has a, a longer duration. Um, Then uh, the rest of the backlog is, of course, a combination of, of um, uh, contracts that are about to be finished and, and some that have just started. And we haven't split out uh, exactly uh, the duration of it. Uh, I think we are considering that and, and we may get uh, back to it, but uh, not at this stage. Okay. Um, just coming back then to the... Margins in, in cement in, in the fourth quarter, uh, doing the numbers a little bit differently. If you look at, if you assume uh, that uh, the um, the uh, aftermarket uh, has roughly stable margins sequentially, uh, you could imagine that the equipment margin was almost halved. Is that solely due to this 
bonus payments that you mentioned previously, or should there be something else in in there as well? I mean, normally you do have quite good margins in the final fourth quarter in cement. I think the important answer is that there's been nothing operational that has reduced the margins in our cement products. I think that's the important information. Then the the you, you must be very careful with the quarters because there are, um, it's a, such a short period that uh, there can be uh, fluctuations for many reasons. We mentioned the, the end-year bonus uh, for all employees. Um, also, uh, we have um, uh, increased our sales activities. We've transferred uh, resources from execution to sales uh, because we see it uh, pick up there in, in uh, order intake. And this will mean uh, uh, costs um, that are um, uh, only costs for now, but but only generating uh, turnover and results at a later stage. So there are a number of of, uh, factors here. And uh, the reduced leverage um, uh, compared to the year before is is, uh, shown in cement, whereas... uh, some of the same factors, uh, transferring resources to sales and so on in minerals is uh, um, uh, shadowed or covered uh, to some extent by the fact that, that we've seen the growth in minerals. So that's why uh, the, the two divisions come out slightly different here. Okay, thank you very much. Du Zhang from Exane is online with a question. And hi, uh, Su Jiang from Exam. Um, just three questions, if I may. Uh, first one, can you please update us on the operating rate of the, uh, your facilities and your staff? Uh, I understand that you've been hiring people again, so maybe uh, what kind of um, impact of operating leverage uh, as a driver of margin should we be looking at uh, for 2011 here? It, it is correct that we, that we are we are hiring again on, on a selective basis and, and uh, mainly in, uh, in in China and India, um, but but I will not sort of give you a, a guidance on uh, how much uh, additional uh, contribution margin uh, that that, that uh, really influences things. Uh, generally, as we all know, uh, it's when markets are going up that uh, that we see the most benefit of of any of any EBIT development, so so this is what we should be uh, looking at as as we progress. Um, The idea is um, is there any kind of directional benefit um, from maxing out your uh, operating rate there, uh, or um, do you still have headroom in your utilization rate, or probably there's nothing much at the moment? Well, I, I would I would say that in in minerals they are probably all stretched. So uh, more volume means more people, whereas we we could cope with, with more volume without adding people in in cement. That that's the overall picture. Okay, very helpful. Uh, the second question is uh, on the currency tailwind. Um, uh, in 2011. So, first question is uh, my calculation suggests that there could be some. 3-4% uh, currency tailwind. 
Um, if, of course, uh, uh, exchange rates stay at current level, uh, is it uh, um, more or less in the same ballpark? And uh, is that integrated in the guidance? Yeah, it, it, it is correct that if you sort of broadly speaking take uh, the, the average uh, currency rates last year and take a snapshot today, then they are a few percentage points lower, and, and that is reflected in the numbers. Okay. Uh, that's reflected in the guidance, as I, uh, as I understand, right? Yep. Maybe just the last question is uh, an, an update on your uh, views of the U.S. EPA and the NESHAP uh, regulation there. Um, do you still maintain the view that uh, the first few orders should come along somewhere in mid-2011? Yes, well, the, um, the uh, potential is uh, equally good, um, only there's uh, some uh, political uh, uh, debate which might influence the timing of it. Um, so we're saying that the, the customers must start ordering uh, sometime mid this year uh, to be able to, to have finished and, and be able to fulfill the demands um, in 2013. However, um, if you have a put uh, political pressure on Congress, um, you might not want to uh, order um, too early until you've seen whether the political pressure works or not. Uh, so that could mean that it would be, say, pushed a quarter or so. So we, we don't expect uh, any orders before summer, and, and it could uh, maybe be pushed into the fourth quarter. James Rutland from Goldman Sachs is online with a question. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. It's actually Sam Edmonds here from from, uh, from Goldman. Um, I, I had two questions, please. Um, the first off is just uh, your comments on the um, deteriorating pricing in the order book, uh, particularly in cement during 2011, um, and then an offset on the uh, on the services margin coming through. I was wondering if you'd be willing to give us a little bit of uh, quantum on what the pressure is from the order book and, and the uplift is from, from the service contract. And then as we go through uh, sort of how long you get that negative impact from, from the orders taken in 2009 and 10, when, whether that's, that's a sort of pure 2011 issue or whether it, it flows into 2012. Um, that, that, that would be my first question. And the second one would just be in terms of, I mean, you mentioned on, on people requirements in the minerals business, but just if there is a, a level of growth, given what the miners are telling us about their capex plans, if there's a level of growth which you believe that you're capped at in terms of that business. Thank you. Yes, um, your, your question about sort of uh, quantifying uh, these two elements, uh, I mean, the lower margin orders and, uh, and customer service, I mean, they, they, they both, uh, I mean, they act in, in, in different directions. We, we cannot really quantify it, uh, but, um, but all, what you can see is that, that we, in, in our guidance in cement, uh, clearly have, have uh, been... Uh, Lowering our our EBIT margin target, so so it's it's mainly a thing that would hit uh, the cement, uh, as as we've seen some very profitable orders there, and these days are, are over at least for now, uh, whereas it's less of a problem in in, in mining. 
And, and in terms of the duration, I mean, the, uh, one would assume with the order starting to, I'm just wondering when the, when the pricing flattens off as, as a negative impact. Well, well, that depends on when we're able to, uh, to uh, raise the prices on new orders. Um, and as we discussed that earlier, well, for now, it's, it's sort of flattish, and uh, we'll have to see whether it is possible to do something on, on, on prices uh, later this year. Uh, thank you. And, and in terms of just the, your, your ability to grow in the minerals business, if there's a, a level of growth that you feel is a maximum you can deal with? mentioned, uh, it looks like uh, we don't have very much leverage compared to where we sit today in, in, uh, in terms of resources, but uh, we have several levers that we pull in terms of uh, increasing our, our, our resource level in order to support the, uh, the demand from the industry. One is that on the uh, mineral side, we are not as far as we are on the cement side in terms of uh, further developing and utilizing the, uh, the resources we have sitting in Chennai in India which is a, a big effort, ongoing effort in minerals, and, and that will also continue in, in 2011. Uh, the other one is that as the market starts to pick up, uh, if, uh, if you can somehow standardize uh, your offering, uh, you, you can also reduce the amount of uh, engineering hours that goes into the, uh, the specific uh, project. And then the third one is that in specific areas, uh, and, and here in particular materials handling, we, uh, we also acquire resources uh, in different parts of, uh, of the world. Those are the main three uh, levers that we are pulling as we speak. Thank you. The next question comes from Daniel Patterson from SEB Enskilda. Yes, hi, uh, Daniel Patterson from Enskilda. I have three questions, if I may. Um, you said that you're taking market share in the minerals uh, division, but when I actually look at the orders, especially unannounced orders in the fourth quarter, they're actually down sequentially versus Q3, also lower than Q2. And when we then look at the peers, uh, like Metso and Atlas and uh, many of the others, their orders are actually up in general. So I'm just thinking here, have you just been unlucky that the orders haven't fallen in the second half, or otherwise I would have thought you were losing market share? Okay, uh, when I comment about uh, our strong uh, position and uh, our ability to to grow the market share. I was referring to the fact that we grew our order book uh, uh, from 9 to 10 with 74%, and I measured that up against the, the global capex uh, that grew with between 20 and 25. So that was uh, on that basis that I made that statement. Uh, I, uh, if I recall correctly, if you go back and you look at the peers that you just mentioned, uh, none of those have announced any major orders in, uh, in, the, in indeed in, in Q4 that is overlapping with the same uh, product portfolio that we offer to the marketplace. So, uh, again, based on same, uh, I can say that uh, I believe that we have, we have grown our, our markets here. So is it fair to assume that we should expect some big orders to, to sort of fall in your lap pretty soon in mining? That's uh, a very good uh, expectation. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, in, uh, in cement... Um, your forecast for revenue in 2011 is, is roughly flat. Um, and then I look at the backlog, and it's obviously up, but a big part of it, more than $3 billion, you say, is operation and maintenance, which will not help you in 2011 uh, uh, to a great extent. Uh, so I might have expected the revenue to actually fall by, say, 10%. Uh, how, how should I square this? It's, uh, 
The statement is correct, uh, but uh, that is uh, also factoring in the fact that we see an, an increase in the market. We see uh, uh, an improvement in financing in, in certain areas. We see a shift uh, towards um, markets where where uh, we have maybe a stronger position and, and uh, orders are typically larger. So for a number of reasons, we believe that we can... Um, take in what is necessary for the, um, the turnover that we have guided. All right, and, and the third question also on uh, cement. Uh, competition for, from China, uh, I was just sort of looking for your view here at the moment. Uh, the domestic market in China, is, uh, you said previously, and I think Sonoma said, it's going to be pretty tough. How do you see the competition from them in China as well as outside China? The competition from Chinese suppliers is extremely strong in China. Um, uh, that's <laughs> that's that's unchanged. Um, uh, yes, the uh, the domestic Chinese market is going down uh, in cement uh, this year uh, compared to to uh, the extremely high level for a couple of years. Um, we have not seen any signs so far that this would increase the uh, pressure on the international market. And you might say that is also uh, to some extent reflected in the fact that uh, Sinoma has not increased their market share in uh, 2010. And we see, as I mentioned, no sign, other signs either that the international pressure will increase. Okay, thanks a lot. Kenneth Leiling from Denske Markets is online with a question. Yes, thank you, Kenneth Lyling. Here, a couple of questions, if I may. Um, first of all, just could you clarify this uh, bonus payment thing? Was there a, po uh, a bonus payment also in the fourth quarter of 2009? And for 2011, do you expect to, to sort of split it throughout the year, or will it also be a Q4 potential payment? Um, the second question is, is actually on minerals. If you could could tell us, I mean, you previously talked very um, warmly about the materials handling part of that, that business. Is, is that still sort of outstanding in terms of the, your pipeline or the other business areas also uh, starting to, uh, to hot up? And then I was a bit uncertain about the pricing situation in minerals. Are you saying that you are raising prices? Or are you saying that you are hoping that you'll be able to raise prices during the summer, for instance? Thanks. Okay, if I take the, the bonus issues, that there were some bonuses in Q4 2009, but less than in, in Q4 2010. And whether there will be bonus in 11? Well, you know, bonus has something to do with overperforming. So um, usually we don't set aside bonus in, in Q1 in an expectation that we overperform already in the beginning of the year because then we should have raised the guidance. So... Uh, it is as we get uh, closer to um, being confident about that we can overperform, uh, then um, the likelihood of a bonus uh, will increase. With respect to materials handling, I, ap I apologize for not uh, uh, singling that out. Uh, that is still our most uh, attractive uh, market opportunities in terms of, uh, of projects going forward, and it, it is so uh, uh, for several reasons. Uh, First of all, as you know, the, uh, the, uh, the world of uh, mining is uh, being depleted in terms of the quality of mines, which, which has the effect that the miners not only have to dig deeper, 
they also have to uh, look uh, for, for quality or uh, going forward, which calls for a lot of uh, material sanding, for instance, of uh, overburden. And we also see a lot of material being uh, transported uh, around the world, for instance, in, in coal that calls for a lot of uh, uh, port facilities. And uh, we see the, uh, the need for, for instance, phosphate uh, being transported around the world that again calls for a lot of uh, port facilities, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no change in the outlook in terms of the overall opportunity within materials handling. And uh, some of those projects are, are, are rather big. In terms of the, uh, the pricing environment, again, I, I'll just say what I said before. The, uh, we expect that we have an opportunity in a, uh, in a market that is asking for uh, additional products and services to be able to, uh, to uh, negotiate base, better prices uh, as other parameters becomes more important to the customer. And uh, we are also, as we speak, uh, raising our prices in, in certain areas of our product portfolio. If I may just follow up, I mean, one of the things that are slightly odd is, is how optimistically you, you talk about the minerals business, but at the same time, to be honest, the last couple of quarters have been fairly weak in terms of new orders. I mean, what, what, what's your opinion about this delay in actually getting the orders out there, actually getting them signed by the miners? Are they, are they now more ready to, to make the decisions, or, or could it be postponed another six months, say? Or, or What's your view on, on that situation? There are several reasons. As you, as you remember, when we, when we were here six to eight months ago, we had a fairly uh, uh, decent Q2, and that was, I think that was the, uh, the effect of uh, many of the projects coming back uh, early in 2010. That's one. So you, when you compare to, to the past, yes, it looks like we're not doing too much in the last two quarters of uh, 10, but that's general for the market. I think what we see in the marketplace is that uh, the decision-making around our customers are prolonging in terms of signing on the dotted line. The time with which it takes to negotiate is, is prolonging. And also the fact that uh, we have still not seen an extended lead time, for instance, within uh, crushing and milling, leads the customer to, to maybe sit and wait and then, then order everything at the same time uh, as, as the lead times are more or less comparable when it comes to comminution, separation, filtration, etc. So I think th this is definitely not a... a uh, a warning signal or a, a, a downplay in terms of uh, the overall demand and the expectation of the same. We are very bullish, but we are not in a situation where we can twist the arm of our customers in order to get them to sign. The opportunity is there, but the timing of same is just a little different compared to what we have been used to. In two more okay, and, and what, are you, what are you doing in terms of your sub-suppliers then? Are you, are you booking capacity with them in the expectation of, of future orders, or what are you doing right now? Having a very intense discussion with some of our key customers to allow us to secure the uh, the production uh, slots uh, in in the future that we will need. Just to add uh, the uh, some of the factors that Christian uh, mentioned that are uh, delaying the process and postponing it in, in minerals. There are two more factors. Uh, one being that um, the authorities uh, are taking much longer now to before they uh, give the approvals. Um, uh, there's uh, a lot more um, environmental uh, investigation that needs to be executed before you get the license to operate your quarry. So um, these two uh, factors are also uh, extending. And finally, the financing. 
we say that financing is getting better in the sense that our customers can get the financing, but it takes still longer time because, again, the banks are more cautious and, and uh, they uh, take much longer time to, to do their feasibility studies. So there are a number of factors that all have one thing in common. They extend the, the period. Okay. Thanks a lot. Klaus Kehl from New Credit Markets is online with a question. Yes, hello, uh, Klaus Kehl from New Credit Markets. Uh, maybe a follow-up question on, uh, on the, the development in minerals. Um, you guide for a um, top-line growth of uh, around 10% here in 2011, uh, but still, yeah, uh, uh, it seems like you're quite bullish uh, on, 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 uh, on, uh, on minerals and your order intake is up 74%. Um, so um, it doesn't really uh, make much sense unless, uh, of course, this is due to the postponement that you have just mentioned and maybe also because that you didn't win some of the uh, large orders in, uh, in, um, in Q4. Um, so could you just elaborate on, on your top-line guidance for minerals, uh, yeah, um, uh, for, yeah, top-line guidance for, uh, for 11? Yeah, that's a guidance where we estimated between 10 and 11 billion kron on the top line, which equates to 10% plus. Uh, compare that to what I just said, that the, uh, the market expects the capex to increase with roughly 20%. It is so that uh, we don't book and then we bill. There is a certain uh, time delay from it ends up. It, it gets introduced to my backlog until it actually runs through the, uh, the P&L. And uh, that, that is already built into those expectations. So it's all about when do we book in, in terms of uh, 2011 and when does those projects start to, to mirror through the uh, profit and loss account. Most of that will happen in 2012 and going forward, except for the, uh, except for the, market, uh, the aftermarket activities that typically have a book bill within the, uh, the fiscal year. Okay, and then follow up on, on, the, on the pricing environment. Uh, you mentioned that you are just uh, you are about to, to raise prices, and uh, yeah, you might have done it here in the beginning of 2011. But will that have a meaningful impact on your margins in 11, or should that first have an impact in 2012? Well, it, it, it just links to what I just said. I mean, it, it, you will not see it in the P&L until I start to, to mirror the revenue through, as margin links to, to revenue. So you won't. For the, for the capital orders. Okay. Thank you very much. As a reminder, if you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. We have no further questions from the phone at this time. Thank you. I think there was one more question here. Yeah, the last uh, analyst talked about the expectations for minerals uh, turnover next year. So that question I have get answered that question. But I, I wonder about the service division in the cement uh, business. Last year we have big problems with uh, making profit uh, on the regular uh, spare parts division. Earlier service was only spare parts. Now it's also running factories and so. But uh, we see uh, the turnover in the cement was very flat, only increased 4%. Uh, what, what, is, uh, what is the business uh, the last 
half a year. Uh, are you getting a lot of more orders on spare parts, which earlier was a very lucrative uh, and profitable uh, in uh, our FL Smith? Or what is the situation? Uh, about your last uh, acquisition in Australia, I uh, would like to hear what is the turnover of this uh, new uh, company and uh, what is the EBIT uh, for the 2010 for this company? What can we lay under your guidance for here? Uh, thank you. Business in cement, uh, the situation is unchanged. The reason why we only grew 4% revenue uh, in 2010 compared to 9 was because of the last two quarters in uh, <coughs> In, uh, in uh, nine, we actually had a lower uh, order intake. So that's uh, simply the reason why. And the book bill is more or less uh, nine to 12 months many times. So we see, um, we see revenue coming in in the same year more or less. <coughs> so that's actually the reason why. We, uh, we see that um, the demand of cement will grow and the number of plants moving forward will grow. And therefore, we will also grow our CS business by 10 to 15% also in cement. So completely unchanged outlook, and it's a positive outlook. And, and on, on ESA, the, the, the volume is, is slightly below 200 million Danish and, and about 6% margin in a, what we would call a down year. But the important thing about acquisitions is that um, it's a sort of a gate opener. Uh, when, for instance, when we bought um, Rako in Spokane in in the U.S., um, half a year later, we gave them an order that was the uh, same size as their previous annual turnover. So it's just to demonstrate that uh, we do have leverage and we can take, when we get a new technology, we don't look at the existing uh, turnover. We look at how we can leverage that and, and bring it out to the world. What's your turnover for the last acquisitions? This one is, the uh, this is about 200 million. Yeah. Okay. If there are no more questions, there's one. Yes, that's why I met with uh, two follow-up questions. Um, the first one relates to cement pricing. Um, I think uh, you, and you didn't sound very optimistic regarding price increases in the cement business during 2011, while I sensed that Paul was saying that we'll have to see later during the year. Is, is that a difference of opinion, and what explains this difference? Uh, no, it's not a difference of opinion. It, we may express ourselves slightly different, but uh, <laughs> what we mean is that um, uh, we, we are not able to execute the uh, price increase uh, in cement as of now. But we do expect uh, to see an improvement uh, in line with uh, further um, increase in the market activity. And, and we'll begin to see that uh, improved market activity during this year. Whether that will uh, lead to actual price increases being possible this year is too early for us to say. I think that's as precise as we can be. And the second question uh, that comes back, uh, back to the customer services business once again, it's clear, clear that uh, you've grown that business quite, quite a lot during the last couple of years. Does that change your exposure to raw material prices, input prices? Is your contribution margins sensitive to rising metal prices? No. 
not at all. We, it's a pass on, uh, pass through. Uh, I mean, uh, we the uh, the amount we say we are increasing our uh, in-house manufacturing, but but we are still talking about um, between 10 and 20 percent, uh, and we are sourcing 80 percent externally, and we don't have any stockpiles of of uh, uh, raw materials for our manufacturing. So we just uh, add on and pass it through. Thank you. Welcome. Okay, with that, thank you very much for your interest.